We're cranking up the jeopardy at the World Cup as the groups start to reach their conclusions. There are thrills and spills ahead as England and Wales decide each other's fate on Tuesday evening, while the Netherlands are not yet entirely certain of their place in the last 16. I'm Kevin Hatchard and this is World Cup Only Better. Marco Hare's been ignoring the outside world as he hunkers down in the Bet Cave to find the best angles. Mark, let's start with England against Wales. England 1.45 on the exchange for this one. Wales a nine. England great against Iran. Made a, a good side look awful. Poor then against the USA. What are we going to get this time? <laughs> My word, that game against the, the US was, was poor, wasn't it? Um... Shockingly so, because they went into it with such confidence, but everything they did well against Iran, they did poorly against a quite limited American team, really. Yeah, Southgate praised for his selection, praised for his approach against Iran, and the players are praised for their execution. The complete opposite, really. They're quite rightfully criticised for, well, I guess the Southgate needs to take the, the bulk of the criticism for the, the performance against the US, um, which I thought was, was understandable, really. Um, he's not the most tactically... Uh, proficient coaches. Um, his in-game decisions have often been questioned and substitutions too. Um, but I think it was just pretty obvious that Greg Berhalter, who's not exactly renowned as you know, for his tactical acumen himself, did a number on him really. Uh, the US switch systems and just shut England down, created the better moments in the match as well. Uh, just a bit of a shocker all round for England. Uh, you know, US were the width, of the width of the woodwork really away from winning that match. So I guess the big bonus for England, which wasn't really talked about too much, was the fact that Iran had beaten Wales earlier in the day. And it kind of meant that England avoiding defeat against the US put them in a very, very strong position to qualify. We know the permutations, they're not going to lose by four goals or three goals against Wales. Um, so they are pretty much qualified, um, but you know they want to win the group, I'm sure, uh, despite sort of suggestions that the, the opposite half of the draw might be better for them if they finish second. Um, so, you know, Still relatively positive about England, uh, but obviously that is a bit of a speed bump in the road. Um, and Wales, Christ, I mean, they've been awful for three quarters of their opening two games, really. <laughs> that might uh, be the first Christ we've ever had on the show. <laughs> we've done 200 and odd shows. That might be the first Christ. Okay. Lovely stuff. Carry on. Were very, very difficult to watch. Um, and it's, it's quite hard and painful when you see players like Aaron Ramsey... And even Gareth Bale actually being so ineffective and, and particularly Ramsey sort of bringing the performance down really. He just he just looked like a massive weak link in that midfield and I was really surprised he stayed on for as long as he did. And, and Wales just looked flat, uh, uninspired. Um, and yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be too surprised to see a few changes coming into this game because they do have players of potential in that squad who we've probably not seen much of so far. So I guess sadly for Wales, the, the task to qualify now looks, looks pretty tall. So... Uh, expect them to be competitive. Of course, they will. They'll be very sort of motivated to to do a job on on their near neighbours. But um, I expect them to fall valiantly as well. So England to win another three and a half goals is even. So I think that's fair enough. Actually, um, it's not the most inspiring of bets. So I've did, I've gone into the fouls markets again. Uh, the tried and trusted key for more four to five for two or more fouls. 
we've been here before. We know the story. It doesn't need a massive explanation. Uh, all elbows and arms and, and Wales might look to go direct and he'll relish the battle with uh, Harry Maguire at least. So there's one to look out for. But also Chris Meppham, who he's looked really feisty in these first two games. Um, he's really looked up for up for a bit of a battle, actually, playing on the right-hand side of Wales's back three. He's committed two fouls in each of the games so far, collected a booking in the opener for bringing down, I think it was Pulisic who um, who turned him. Uh, wouldn't be too surprised to see something similar occur here, but he's he's 17 to 10 for two or more fouls. Um, yeah, that stood out to me, actually. You can just kind of partner both of them up, actually, Kiefer Moore and Chris Meppham to commit two or more fouls each. And you're getting around 4.5 as well, which um, or, or 4 to 1-ish, uh, which uh, is quite a nice little play to have if you're looking for an interest play. Lovely violent double there. Trader and tipster par excellence. Semito Keith is here. Emmett, Wales couldn't create enough uh, against Iran. They were outplayed in the first half against the US. I know we look at Gareth Bale and think, well, he's a top-class player. But actually, do we expect too much of this Wales team? Yeah, I, 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 I would tend to agree. I kind of think... We're kind of well, bail. It's, it's very hard to know because I, I watched some, some of the Wales playoff matches. There was particularly there was a game against Austria in the kind of playoff semi final of this tournament where he played like Zinedine Zidane and he really looked <laughs> like he's he scored two goals, which were two incredible goals, but his general play was just at a really, really world class level. But I guess kind of relying on those kind of kind of producing these moments where you're not doing much at club level and then kind of turning up and playing like a superstar at international level. It, it's just a hard thing to, to sustain given the injuries he's had. And just the, and I don't think he's been helped by just how disjointed Wales have looked. It was kind of, it was quite strange in the sense that against the USA, when Kiefer Moore came on and they played more direct, they actually had quite a bit of joy. Like as they're passing, passing through midfield with kind of, without Joe Allen and kind of having Ethan, Ethan Ampadu and Ramsey and stuff, it's, it's just not going to work. So I think they actually, and they had a bit of joy against the US playing direct and they didn't really play direct at all against Iran. So it was, that was kind of strange. And then, if they're going to play direct and kind of towards Kiefer Moore, which I think they probably will do, like I think that's meat and drink to Harry Maguire and John Stones. So I find it very hard to see to see Wales scoring. Yeah, if you're looking for a bet, it's not the most fun bet. But yeah, Wales, to, England to win to nil around six to five with the way I'd look. Just on England, on it looks to me like this is the same kind of team and approach that we saw in the Euros, and it's kind of an approach where it's like. It's based off the France kind of 2018 World Cup winning template where it's like, we'll keep it tight, we won't make any mistakes and rely on our attacking players to bail us out maybe and, 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 and nick the game 1-0. But it looks to me like football, the kind of international football has moved on quite a bit since then. And the teams that are really good in this tournament have a lot more methods and kind of pattern in possession than England. So looking at like Brazil, Germany, uh, Spain and France, all look, just look far better in possession. So I think the the approach in the Euros, which got them past an awful Germany team at home, uh, Ukraine away from home, and then Denmark again at home. So it wasn't the hardest route to, to, the, to the Euros final. I think we'll need a lot, you know, England will need to have a lot more to kind of go really, go really deep in this tournament. And we haven't seen that from them so far, or in Southgate's tenure, I would say. Odds compiler and tipster Mark Stinchcombe back with us. Stinch, what do you make of this one? Anything you might throw into a bet builder? We've had some violence with Mark, typically. Um, we've got Emmett suggesting that England are going to win this and, and fairly comfortably. What do you make of this one? I was just uh, interested listening to Emmett there. I'm assuming Emmett's not back in England, who are, who are fourth favourites for, for the World Cup. So it doesn't, doesn't leave many teams to bet on if uh, if they're not going to do it. I wouldn't be backing them either. Um 
at at uh, at 11.5 i mean um brazil very short there at 3.5 but it's difficult to look past them france or spain really um and, and we're not even into the third well we are on the third stage of the the, the group rounds but um yeah maybe the favorites have underwhelmed and kind of brings me nicely on to england i don't think anyone's backing them at one to three but then at the same time as our lads sort of alluded to wales have been woeful really really not played to their strengths um and i think it's just worth touching upon the the odds again obviously they went off as underdogs against usa and on the day they they drifted as well um and i thought it was quite intrigued that um i'm very surprised that they were sort of 17 to 10 to win their two playoff matches so the the semi against austria and the the final against ukraine both of which were in wales so if they were on neutral territory wales would be the underdogs at those odds and I think the market's maybe caught on to Wales for a while and, and maybe we just hadn't hadn't seen it with our eyes because Gareth Bale had kind of blinded us with his with his brilliance essentially. So yeah, it it's difficult really to um find um an angle with two teams that have uh, underwhelmed. Um although we know obviously I think Emmett sort of hit the nail on the head really with Southgate's um approach. But yeah, if I was to look into throwing something into Bet Builder alongside Mark's two bets as well, which would sound really good to me. Um, we'd just be going looking down the England from set pieces again. Um, that was the template that's brought them success in the past. Uh, and both uh, Maguire and Stones have been threatening. Both of them had a had an effort at goal against USA in, in a game that England was starved of chances, really. Um, so, yeah, you could look at either of them. They're both 8 to 15 to have one shot. Take it one stage further, maybe go for the Maguire two plus shots again at 11 to 4. Um, or Maguire to have one headed shot on target has been boosted to 7 to 2. So maybe a semi along those ang- angles. My only reservation would be if England do get a comfortable lead, probably around the hour mark, they'll make the use of those five subs and start taking people off. So that would be my only reservation about back in sort of player specific markets. We talk about bet builders a lot on this show. It's especially relevant today because you get a £5 free bet when you place a £5 bet builder on any World Cup match today. T's and C's in the description, 18 plus, see gambleaware.org. Now, elsewhere in the group, of course, we've got Iran against the USA. I'm sure there'll be no, uh, you know, political mentions at all. There'll be no kind of controversy around that game. It'll all go off uh, without a hitch, I'm sure. Um, Mark, I'm a little bemused, if I'm honest, to see the States as short as 2.04. I thought Iran looked great, actually, against Wales. I thought they had, um, they were strong defensively, active in midfields getting the fullbacks forward. Asmoon was great. I know he eventually succumbed to an injury he seemed to have through the whole game, but they look good. Yeah, well, I mean, on our preview shows, um, I said I had a big view in Group B. Um, and I was quite pleased with myself, really, but it turns out quite a few other people also had a similar big view that Iran could possibly qualify from this group at a, a really nice price and they're potentially being written off as as the underdogs and, and pretty, pretty much underrated by the markets. And um, so it wasn't as quirky as I perhaps assumed it might be. But, um, yeah, I guess when they go and lose the first game 6-2, you, you can look a bit of an idiot, really. And you question whether the political situation back home had affected the players, whether the goalkeeping injury had a, a massive distraction on that team or whether England were just really, really good, uh, possibly a combination of all three, really. So, 
incredibly pleasing to see them bounce back in the manner of the performance against Wales, uh, where it was a, a pretty cagey first half, as we possibly would have assumed it would be. But in the second half, they uh, they absolutely deserved it, didn't they? They were absolutely fantastic. And they had 21 shots in total in that match. And yeah, most of them were from outside the area, but they hit the woodwork twice and had many other moments of promise, really. And you can't really say they weren't clear and deserving winners, even if the goals did arrive quite late and, and Wales ended with 10 men. So... Yeah, I mean, the task is quite clear here, isn't it? It's just to avoid defeat and, and you're pretty much there there then. So, you know, Carlos Kiros, uh, I'm sure will have his team heavily motivated for this, heavily organised for this game. I'm sure they'll probably turn it into a, a real dog of a game as well. Uh, it won't be easy for the US, who have, to me, performed above expectations, at least in the first 45 minutes against Wales. Uh, and then uh, for the full 90 in, against England, uh, we talk about that midfield, those fullbacks, they've been excellent. But they still do lack the class that Iran have in forward areas. Um, I know they've got pace, but I think uh, that will be nullified by Iran's deep line defence. And effectively, this game is pretty much playing into Iranians' hands, really, how they like to play. You know, they only need a point here, really. So US are going to have to go for it. Iran will sit deep and be able to play on the counter-attack. And it's a container-counter approach, which has been their, their way for many, many years now. They've already scored four goals in this group as well. I mean, we, it's hard to sort of deny what they've got in forward areas. And, and yeah, looking back on USA pre-tournament, I was pretty down on them. Quite happy to sort of fade them as the second favourites in this group. And um, I say they, they have performed above my expectations, but, you know, do they deserve to be even money favourites here? Absolutely not. I think it's quite disrespectful, actually, towards Iran. Um, and look, if you compare and contrast Asian teams' performance at the World Cup so far with CONCACAF, CONCACAF have managed one win from seven. That was Costa Rica's burglary against uh, Japan. Uh, Asia have gone four wins, one draw and six defeats so far. So um, I think there's a lot to suggest that Iran, uh, uh, better than evens, plus half a goal are the bet here. Uh, I'm certainly backing it. I'm certainly keen on them to get a result in this game. And yeah, I mean, it should be really spicy this as well, uh, even you know, forgetting the sort of political issues uh, around both teams. Lahoz has the whistle as well, the Spaniard. Uh, depending what mood he's in, he's always capable of ch chucking the cards around as well. So 7-2 to two on both teams' card and both halves uh, stood out as a potential violence angle. A yeah, very shy referee, Lahoz. You you almost never notice him in a game. He's not uh, flamboyant. Well, he's 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 been a bit weird in the last year or so. There was rumours <laughs> in his was... whole career. You mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, there was there was talk he was retiring after the Euros. Yet he's still knocking around and he's still here at a major tournament. And last year he he kind of went into his shell a little bit in La Liga. He wasn't quite as prolific as he can be, but he still has his moments where he will sort of chuck out twelve cards. But the next week he might chuck in just one or two. So hopefully he's in the mood here and all the ingredients are there for a high card count at least he's the kind of guy that be booking grandchildren and things like that he's a he's a demonstrative chap let's say uh stinch uh, never in a million years would I back the USA at 2.04 is that the way you would look at it because it just seems well whether you think they'll win or not in a weird way just that price doesn't seem right yeah it's heavily driven isn't it by the fact they need to win and Iran don't need to win essentially so that's that's you know the market's already caught on the the way to have sort of sided with USA really in, in the match odds would have been to to back them probably during the um the the game against England when when they put in an improved performance and that would have been the, the sort of clever clever way to go so yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't be backing them now I've, you know definitely sort of uh missed the boat um, but the bet, actually, I think I found quite a nice bet to, to side with the US in, in a different way is to back them um, them on the team corners. You can back over 5.5 USA corners at evens. And I, I really like that because 
obviously, if they go 1-0 up, it does change the dynamic. But I think we know that, as Mark kind of alluded to, Iran are going to dog in and sit back. And USA haven't exactly been free-flowing in the scoring department with just one goal so far. So I'm not expecting that goal, if they do get it, to come early. So I think that will lead to uh, a lot of corners. Iran have been giving up a lot of possession. Just 22% against England, just 38% against Wales. So I would expect the US to dominate possession. And then you add in the fact that the game state means that Iran probably will sit and try and counter. Um, the US got seven corners against England. So I don't think it's a big ask to get six against Iran. They've got six against Wales. England had eight corners against Iran as well. So yeah, I think it's just going to be one-way traffic for the majority of the match, which with Iran probably defending deep and compact will lead to, you know, they want to shuffle the US out wide essentially. So that will, in my mind, ultimately lead to more corners. And um, just on Mark's um, referee uh, shout there, uh, absolutely right. Lahoz has been so unpredictable in in a way um so just in terms of a, a betting sense the card line here is a 4.5 so 8 to 11 for overs absolutely wouldn't be would would want to back that but wouldn't want to back that given his volatility so in these sort of betting instances it's better to go for a much bigger price where you're going to get a much higher return but your risk is a lot less so you can stake lower but you're going to get higher returns because of that volatility if you just don't know whether he's going to turn up if he only turns up and gives out one or two cards you know you're over 4.5 as miles away you're both teams and both cards as miles away but if the 4.5 is going to win, there's a there's a lot better chance that that both teams in both cards is going to come in. And 7 to 2 versus 8 to 11, there's no contest, in, is there? So I just think sometimes the back in the bigger prices is actually a much better angle to go for when you sort of uh, eye up risk and reward. Much like terrible teams trying to play out from the back. <laughs> which we've seen plenty of uh, on to the finale of group a then and although the host nation qatar are out there are other sides that can qualify in this group the netherlands know they just have to avoid defeat against qatar Emmett, the dutch 1.22 here they've not really been that exciting so far i expected a lot better Definitely. I, I, I kind of thought they'd be one of these teams that are kind of better than some of their parts and the kind of Van Hell style of play would work and they'd be at least kind of fluent in possession and maybe maybe struggling at struggle attack, but look kind of look to have a kind of a style of play and, and be kind of very together. And we haven't really seen any of those things. I thought they were very unconvincing against the Senegal team, obviously missing their best player in Sadio Mane. They're played off the park by Ecuador and, and it's kind of it just they look a team lacking in a bit of energy in in uh, in midfield. They could have couldn't really lay a glove on Ecuador, kind of fight back or press back. And as good as Ecuador were, like like Netherlands were held under under point one of expected goals, so that's like one tenth of an expected goal. They were held under that. Like I, I don't know if the figures all Netherlands figures the last decade, but I would suggest they possibly haven't been held under that figure at all the last decade. And it's it it, it, it's, it is it is definitely concerning. However, just for this game specifically, I think, yeah, I think from what we've seen so far, it's hard to see Netherlands ceiling as a World Cup winner at this point. But I guess you kind of have to see the tournament develops. And I am interested to see if maybe Memphis to pay makes a bit of a difference to their forward. And I expect them to come in here. And in kind of cricket terms, Depay is the ultimate kind of flat, flat track bully. Like, and playing against Qatar in this World Cup is like one of those pitches in India or Pakistan, flat, flat tracks where both teams get like 550 runs the first innings. It's as easy a game as you'll get as you'll get in the World Cup. Depay has scored six braces in the last in the last couple of years and in 
qualifying. They've come against like two, twice against Gibraltar, twice against Montenegro, Scotland, and then Belgium, who aren't aren't far off that opposition by the way they played in this tournament. So yeah, he, he generally he, he's he's kind of a decent player, but kind of racks up the racks up the goals against kind of lesser opposition. Uh, and I think you can get him at seven to two to score two or more goals here. I think. I think that, that that kind of makes sense to me. I think Van Hal would probably give him 70 or 80 minutes anyway. And in a game that Netherlands should dominate and win and win by three or four goals. And it looks a bit of value to me. Mark, Qatar, the worst hosts we've had. I can't yeah, I think, struggling to I think, think so. of the South Africa, one. isn't it? The only alternative. And um, whilst they didn't qualify, I think they put on a, a more competitive display than, than Qatar. Um, I wasn't that hot on the Netherlands coming into this competition, um, but I expected them to be better than they have been so far. And I know tricky-ish teams to negotiate in Senegal and Ecuador but you know four points is is kind of kind really in terms of a return they've had uh, they've been outshot 10-15 by Senegal and 2-15 by Ecuador so Cody Akpo scored after the what six minutes in the game against Ecuador they had one other shot in that match which is abomination really they've had six shots from inside the penalty area across two matches they've conceded 18 inside their own box they've generated 0.77 xg they've conceded 2.57 Really, really rotten numbers. Uh, defensively, I think individually and collectively, they've looked fragile. Emmett's right about the midfield being ploddy and kind of uninspiring so far. And, and you sort of need Memphis to come back in to provide a bit of spark, really. So they're kind of fortunate to be playing Qatar last. Um, you know, who I thought were, were better against Senegal, obviously, but they still conceded three goals. They're outpowered and outthought and outmaneuvered at times. And they won the XG battle. But I, I think if you look at the main moments of, of potential in that match, they're all pretty much with Senegal. So you know, Senegal and Ecuador have beaten them by at least two goals. Um, shouldn't be too hard for Netherlands to repeat that feat. You can back the Netherlands to cover a minus one and three quarter handicap on the Asian line uh, at around about 1.78, which looks like a, a really nice bet. You get a half stakes profit if they win by exactly two and full stake if it's three more, three or more. But uh, I was digging into the odds on that segment, um, providing obviously, of course, Netherlands do turn up and we expect them to put in a better show because at the moment, attacking wise, they've been awful you can get five to one on the dutch to have at least two shots on target in each half um which feels like a big price um if you think it's going to be one-way traffic sorry um, say that price again five to five, one five to one on the netherlands to have at least two shots on target in each half yeah uh, oh okay maybe they've <laughs> not watched qatar i'm amazed by that qatar are terrible yeah. they're really so, really no, bad no. Something's gone wrong. That, that, that uh, you would, you would, I think Mark needed to whisper that one. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we need to now cage Emmett somehow so he can't get the message out to the other traders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, it'll be like BA with the plane and the milk. We'll have to just kind of you know put Emmett to sleep for a little bit and while we get that bet out and then we can wake him up after uh, the Qatar game. Um. This football season, by the way, get a helping hand with Betfair's popular bet builder. Easily add our most popular or fan favourite football selections to your bet slip in just one tap. T's and C's in the description. 18 plus. See gambleaware.org. Mark, did that BA thing mean anything to you? Did that make any sense whatsoever? No, no, no. No, good. That's always good. That's always good. Stinch, did it make sense to you? No, not really. No. None of you have watched the A team. What's going on? I've uh, you, you, you had one anyway. I was uh, I was always a Mr. T fan. Like there you <laughs> go. See, see, I can rely on Emmett. You see. Finally, straight shootout between Ecuador and Senegal. Senegal need to win to qualify, and Senegal are the outsiders here. Stinch at three point three. Which way is this going to go? Ecuador have been ever so good so far. Really, really mm -hmm. impressive. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm still there. I'm kind of surprised at this Senegal prize. I thought it might be shorter. Obviously, they have the motivation to to win. Of course, Ecuador might go out and win, but they would qualify with a with a with a point. So I'm surprised to see Senegal not be a bit shorter, but maybe being driven more by the Sadio Mane absence, which is obviously a huge absence. Forty five percent of the squad goals scored by uh, Mane for uh, Senegal. Um, Originally, I was looking at the the unders. Not that you really want to bat the unders, especially in a kind of a shootout match. Um, but just as as I mentioned on previous pods, the fact that the goal average in this tournament has just has been just two point three nine when you compare it to two point six four in two thousand eighteen, two point six seven two thousand fourteen, and also you're having to be a little bit creative. Um, you kind of you can't just go for just under two point five. You really need to sort of you know get a bit of reward. You need to go for under two point two five, which is 1.8 but again you know if it, it's kind of scuppered if there's an early goal because it just forces the other team to come out um, and it does turn into a basketball match essentially so um, I think I landed on a, a better bet again um, looking trying to side with the team that wants to win uh, I think ultimately that's what you want to try and do because they are the team that's going to probably be more proactive so I've gone for the uh, corner bet again um, and I quite like the Senegal uh, line and price so it's the line set of Senegal corners at 4.5 um, and overs is 13 to 10. So it's not 4 to 5. It's not 10 to 11. It's not even. It's 13 to 10. So I think that's that's really big, to be honest. Um, they picked up six corners against the Dutch, which is supposed to be a much more difficult game. They got seven against Qatar, which obviously they won 3-1. So even though they obviously uh, were uh, in the lead for, the, for a lot of the game, they still attacked and, and and got corners and again I think because of the low goal expectation they're not they wouldn't make the breakthrough uh, early on you look in qualifying Ecuador very, very you talk about how good they've been in this tournament they're very good in qualifying against Brazil and Argentina in terms of restricting not only restricting goals but restricting chances um, they can see just two away at Brazil just one away at Argentina and we know it's home where they do most of their good work because of the altitude so very oppressive away from home and Emmett referenced the Dutch there well they considered just two shots against the Dutch and in a, in a game where Dutch were, were heavy favorites to win so yeah lots of credit to Ecuador and I think that's how they'll play this game I think they will sit back knowing that they are good defensively um, Ena Valencia maybe not 100% fit either and you think who's going to score the goals if he doesn't score so I think they will focus on a, a defensive tactical shape you know they've had sort of three days to work on that now so yeah I think it will just be Senegal that will be be the ones that have to attack and that will be the case for the majority of the game and on often tight matches where they can't find a, a, a break through the middle they'll end up going out wide and it just naturally leads to corners and I don't think 4.5 is a, is a big line to cover. That's all we have time for on this edition of World Cup Only Better. Please do remember to gamble responsibly. If you want the best tips and insight delivered straight to your inbox, you can sign up for our World Cup newsletter at betting.betfair.com. We're all off to make that bet on Netherlands Qatar before Emmett and the traders can shut it down. From Mark, from Emmett, from Stinch and from me, it's goodbye for now.